What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles. Duck Gun Chronicles. And I got my co-host, per usual, Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting. How you doing tonight, Elliot? I'm doing great. I'm doing wonderful. I'd be doing a lot better if I could get in like a really amazing mallard hunt, which has not happened for me, to say the least, this year. Yep. But I, I do feel myself starting to really like it's affecting me a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know. You're a, a limit-dependent hunter that's kind of kicking in. Well, if I go the entire year and, and just don't hardly shoot any mileage, I'm not going to be happy about it. I can tell you that. You <laughs> yeah. can label it whatever you want to label it. I can go hunt by hunt and be okay, but, you know, you string the hunts up. And I'm not having a bad year. I'm not. I'm I'm just I'm, I'm ready to get in a really good mallard hunt is what I need, where I'm just, you know, shoot a limit of mallards or really working mallards and and uh, the last yeah. one of the last few hunts I went on, um, we shot we shot eighteen ducks and six of them were mallards, and I shot one of them. But I'm just really starting to. I, I need a really fantastic hunt to have not yeah. had that defining hunt, you know, like that hunt. I haven't had it this year. Mm-hmm. I need it. Yeah, I feel like I I haven't either. I've had some really good ones, but like, um, yeah. There's like you look back at a year usually. For me, anyway, you know, we can't all be in Nebraska and go to the same hole every day and shoot 15 limits in a row. But right. Right. <laughs> for us, we look back in the season, it's like we can look at a handful, maybe like three to five hunts. We're like, those are what, like, what we dream about. Like, that's mm-hmm. what we try to make happen every hunt. That's what we wish we were doing in early teal season. <laughs> right. And, you know, and the, nothing against like early teal season or early goose or. Whatever, but for me, I'm in it for those. Uh, I shouldn't say I'm in it for. I don't know what the right word. It's those the are pinnacle. the ones that. Yeah, there you go. It's the pinnacle of duck season. You know, right. when you get those like three man limits, uh, ducks just working perfect all morning, shooting them close. Mm. Those are that's the pinnacle for me. All right, that's what the whole thing is about. That's what the whole goal is, and I love teal hunting. I love it, but. A, a limit of teal and a limit of green are not, it's like that's not in the same ballpark. It's not the yep. same. It's not even close to the same. And I'm at the point now where I like almost every single one of my friends. Um, well, let me restate this. I don't, I can't think of hardly any friend that I have that is like a weekend duck hunter. It's like I'm about the only one that <laughs> I've got, you know, that my job does not allow me to hunt the fronts, hunt whenever I want. And I see all of these opportunities out there, like the whole last two weeks, even not just when we went on the trip, but like this last four or five days, I guarantee you I could be out there pounding birds. I know I could. And it's like, I'm stuck on this like calendar of like this one day. And it's that that's kind of getting to me a little bit. Um, it's not making me like, it's just making me feel like I'm in a straight jacket. Like my hands are tied behind my back, I guess is a good way to say it. Cause it's like, so I, almost like you're a so- sociopath or something. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me feel a little bit crazy. Right. It's like, you can take off any morning you want. Aiden can Jake's on you know, 60 day hunting spree. Matt can go to rewinds. Josh can go to rewinds. And it's like, I, I just can't, I, my schedule doesn't allow me to do it. And it's, it's, uh, I, I just like chomping at the bit. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely makes it hard. And now I got this Saturday, but then like it's changing over from pre ice to ice. So like Friday, everything's going to freeze for the first time. So, and those, 
And it's really, if you have ice like that, you need a data scout and a data hunt. I mean, because it's like, if you start out scouting, when, when it changes from open water to icy, you just have to have better information. You can't just go in blind places. You got to, and so it makes it more difficult. And it's like, it's just hard. Yep, definitely. Well, today's podcast, we're going to have Mike on. Mike was a Patreon winner, um, and he came on the hunt with us for the weekend, an extended weekend, and we uh, drove all over Michigan, had a lot of fun, um, and we did get into some birds, but um, we'll leave all that story for when he comes on, so we're, we're definitely excited about that having him on the podcast, but before we jump into the main meat of it, um, let's go ahead and get a quick word from our partners, and then we'll jump right into it. So first off, I'd like to give a big thanks to Onyx, as Onyx is a great app for the waterfowl hunter. Right there in the palm of your hand, you can have the information, um, whether it's private land, you can click on it, figure out their tax address, knock on the door, get that permission, or get the no sometimes, um, or public land, it shows you all the boundaries, um, so you're able to discern whether uh, you're <laughs> you're in a legal spot or not. So um, check it out, guys. If you're not using it as a waterfowl hunter, you're definitely at a disadvantage. And our longest-running partner, Motion Ducks Decoy Spreader System. The code is DUCKGUN2020, all caps. And it's just the best jerk rig water motion system on the market. Easy to transport, easy to use. I know Jordan does a lot of this where he basically hunts like three decoys and the spreader system. So like seven decoys total. It's just, if you're packing in, you can literally throw it over your shoulder. So if you don't have this system yet, you've got to go check it out, guys. It will change. It's a game changer for those no win days. Motion ducks, decoy spreader system. Awesome. Also guys, make sure to check out, um, freelance hunt stats You can check it out online. Um, check it out on mobile as well. Hunt stats, if you search it uh, for hunt stats on Android or Apple in their app store, um, it'll come up. It's actually a little orange icon with a bird on it, um, a duck <laughs> to be exact. Um, but you can use it from everything, tracking weather, um, tracking your hunt history, your, your harvest data for the season, for your lifetime, all that kind of stuff. It's just a great all-around tool um for tracking that and then another cool feature we've added um is the leaderboards uh just a fun friendly competition and uh you know it's just cool to see all that on there as well and i just uh taking a look over there right now and elliot um you're kind of far down on the list i am <laughs> stoking that fire i was just talking about aren't you you don't feel that's kicking them wise down <laughs> My bird per hunt average is just, just about normal. It's just fine. I got, I think, uh, I've got my hunt averaging over three three ducks a hunt. It's just, you know, what can That's you do? That's a great average. It just feels like you yeah. haven't hunted that much. Right. That's how it feels to me, too. Yeah. So, but I'm on my normal pace. I really am. Really? I'm on my normal pace. Yeah, I'll be. Okay. But I'm, I'm on pace to shoot somewhere between 80 and 100 ducks. And, I mean, if you can be a, have a full-time job and shoot 100 ducks, that's just quite the challenge. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm actually on pace for about a normal year. Nice. I'm uh, I'm having my best year ever, so. That's awesome. Yeah, I, what what I, are you I on the leaderboards right now? Um, You're top I have, 10, I think. Yeah. I, have, I think I have 
I can't remember. I think I have two more mallards to enter, um, which will only take me up a little bit. So I'll still be in. Yeah, I'll be in eighth. So who who's on leader? Who's on the top of leaderboards on just mallards? Um, oh, I haven't checked that. Well, Titus was um, number one on there for a while. Yeah, it's not. It's Matt. Is it? <clears throat> Matt's. Matt is having some kind of year. I thought he had a good year last year. It's like it's unbelievable how many how many limits he's killing this year. He is he is zoned in. He is definitely zoned in on what he's doing. Yep. So. Just uh, walk out in the marsh, mouth call a few times. Mm, I'll, Fifty fall I'll take your it. pile right there. <laughs> I will take it. So guys, go make an account on Freelance on Sats. It's a cool app. Once people get using it, I know I talked from Jake from Chasing Green, and he he didn't use it last year, and he marked me. He's like, man, I'm getting into this thing. I'm really getting addicted to to keeping stats here, so and keeping my hunt log. So, go go do it, man. Go do it. Definitely. <clears throat> and Weatherby, Weatherby, we Jordan and I both are using the 18i this year, and honestly, I've never shot better in my life. Uh, uh, it's it's gun just fits me perfect it feels good in the hand i'm I'm sold on the inertia system over gas because it's just not dirty like the gas powered is and it's just a great it's a great little gun and and like i said I, I just can't even believe how well i'm shooting with this gun it's just a whole step up awesome definitely can second all that um also like to give a big thanks to final approach as final approach uh, is the one-stop shot for the duck hunters they got Great decoys. We've been using the live mallard, flocked head decoys. Um, they got wood duck decoys, black duck decoys. Um, they got some new full body one piece um, flocked head or non flocked head uh, goose decoys. So you name it, they got it all. The decoys they got, um, they got waders. They got camo. Um, you know, my go to is that puff, that puffy jacket, super warm. Um, you know, they got the waterfowl backpack. They just have a bunch of great items um, that I'm loving on all these hunts we go on. We go on a lot of hunts, um, and it's it's just great all-around gear. So check them out, guys, over there at finalapproachbrand.com or at Rogers Sporting Goods. All righty, let's go ahead and grab Mike, and we'll jump into the rest of the podcast. All righty, folks, we are back. We got Mike on the line with us, uh, Mike Sailor, the Patreon hunt winner, and uh, big man from Oregon. How you doing tonight, Mike? Actually, I'm doing real great. Thank you. Yeah, doing good. Awesome. Well, we're excited to have you on here and, and talk all about our our weekend adventure, our weekend plus of time going around in the bus. I think I calculated, and I spent around 14 hours behind the wheel over those uh three days so and mike and i spent about 14 hours laying down in the beds <laughs> not together <laughs> in the bunk beds yes. solo bunk beds. Yeah, it works really good sleeping in the bunk when you're traveling <laughs> i tell you what that's uh it is something about the the bus moving and being being able to lay down it just i don't know what it is man but it'll put you to sleep yeah. Yeah, I did a great job. And, uh, what a great experience. I actually just I had a great time and just everything. Uh, uh, meet new folks and um, just the whole experience in the bus. And I, I just had a really excellent time. I was really appreciative. That's awesome. Yeah, we're, we're glad you did. And we did likewise as well. It was just uh, all around. 
I think Elliot said it best, and you know, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but Elliot said it was as enjoyable of a time as you can have when you're uh, when you're uh, lacking the duck numbers. So it was, yeah, I think that's a, a really good way to say it. Yeah, you guys made me feel really comfortable, like I've known you guys like for years, you know, and it was a uh, it was really nice experience in that. So I just felt like I was at home, and uh, what a it was just. It was awesome. I just uh, felt really good about the whole thing. Yeah. Well, you're uh, you're definitely a happy-go-lucky guy, so <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, I was trying to describe yeah. Mike to my family, and I, I was having problems putting it to words. I was like, he's just like really big and tall and just always kind of a smile on his face, always seems happy, just kind. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> just such a easy guy to be around. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think I get that. I get that from my dad. My dad's a don't guy and don't get too worked up about anything, you know? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, let's go ahead and yeah. kind of take a, a step back and, and talk about the whole experience of the hunts and the, the trip and, and everything that, that went along. So Elliot, you want to start it kind of from uh, your perspective there? Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to start from the very beginning, I guess. And, and I don't know, Jordan, just stop me wherever you want to stop me, I guess, because I'm not exactly sure how to <laughs> format this. But um, so for this year's Patreon giveaway adventure, um, we are flying out to Jordan's neck of the woods and meeting him. So that involved me flying and, and Mike flying out on the same day. Mike's from Oregon and I live in Kansas. So um, the first day, it just basically involved flying and and meeting up there i got to and i actually really really enjoy flying um i just there's something really special about it to me i ended up at the airport there um at jordan's locale about three hours before mike i just sat there and waited for him and and uh he showed up and shook his hand got to meet him and everything and then jordan brought the bus to the um airport there and if you guys are interested in seeing this whole trip i've logged the whole thing i haven't got the video done yet but i've logged the airport i've logged the bus rolling up i've logged you know everything except ducks being killed pretty much so as we talk about this this whole thing that i'm telling you is also going to be on video um it'll probably release on freelance duck hunting youtube channel but so i got this jordan pulls up in this big old bus with a boat behind it and i heard i heard mike kind of giggling as he saw that thing pull up just just to clarify it's not a, it's actually the smallest bus they make it's the special ed bus yeah so it's it's called a micro uh a micro bluebird so it's it's literally like the smallest bus you make it's like four window little bus but it is big compared to any other vehicle that's coming to pick people up in there it's a we got the, right. the short bus i got the 16 foot john boat with the Go Devil long tail, which has to stick out the back of the boat. So it's like almost like I'm driving like a semi length <laughs> into <laughs> the terminal to pick you guys up. So I was a little nervous, but it was pretty uh it was pretty slow when I came in. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was just cool. It was epic seeing that thing roll up and so Mike and I get on board the old bus and there's a couple bunk beds on one side. There's another uh, bed on the other storage in the back. And then what I called the crown jewel of the bus is there's this little wood burning stove sitting in there and everything. So we loaded up the bus and Jordan immediately started driving us north. And I think we had about an hour and a half drive, um, if I'm not mistaken. And then 
So we got to our location. Right before we stopped, we stopped at Applebee's and just sat and hung out and ate and talked and and uh, got to know each other there. And that was really fun. It was really cool sleeping in the bus at the boat ramp. So I'd never done anything like that before. Where With that bus, you can literally just pull right up to the boat ramp parking lot and sit there because it's not camping. So it was a real warm, real warm that day. And that evening, you could have had on shorts, in fact, um, that evening and got away with it just fine. It was really, really warm. So we didn't, I was disappointed we didn't even fire up the wood burner on that first night. No, you would have been disappointed if we did because it would have melted you. But Well, I know. I just was like, I was so into that wood burner. I wanted that wood burner, right? So, Mike, what was your first impression of being on the bus? I just thought it was pretty awesome. It was, uh, I like how you put it together and uh, you did a great job putting the, you know, the stove and everything and the bunk beds was pretty cool how you had that all set up. And uh, I just think it was well put together. You know, you did a great Jordan did a great job on putting the bus in uh, What a cool experience to be at the airport and you see the bus pulling up with the boat behind and the dog. And, um, <laughs> it is all what I imagined, you know, and, and I just thought it was really great, you know. It, it was an adventure. It was uh, it was just a great experience all around. To, yeah. Meet up with you guys on the bus. And, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So... We woke up the next morning and Jordan's friend Kevin was coming along with us, which I've heard a lot about Kevin and actually interacted with him online a little bit. So I was glad to to uh, get to meet him. And, and Jordan's I Jordan, you want to tell exactly what your idea was with for the whole weekend as it progressed, kind of what your thoughts were and how you set up where we were going and everything? Yeah. So, I mean, it's no small thing to, you know, um, have the Patreon hunt winner come and then have a big celebrity like, Elliot freelance ducking and come to your neck of the woods. And so I was trying to figure out, you know, um, what exactly to, to do to host you. Cause it's, you know, we're in the Mississippi flyaway. We're going to Michigan and I love, I love Michigan, but like, to be fair, it is no Kansas. It's no, it's no central flyway. You know what I mean? It's a, um, it's, it's just harder to know if you're going to have ducks. And so I'm I'm still trying to put together like the coolest experience I can. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna take you to like my but my best lake spot. Hasn't been hunted in a couple of weeks, and then from there we're gonna go up to one of my favorite public land marshes. Um, and then from there we're gonna even keep go up further north to another public land spot, which is it's a really really cool setup where you can camp um, right on the water access and. Uh, which is huge, not having to take the boat in and out when you're going to hunt, you know, multiple times within a, a few days stretch. So um, that that was the whole plan, you know. So we went to the the first spot, like you said, we we camped at that first boat ramp, and it's, I called it like the tour the tour of Michigan or Tour de Michigan or whatever, you know, like right. uh, where you got to see kind of um, all the different, uh, not all, but multiple different environments or, or setups uh, of where I hunt, you know, from from day to day uh and man the first spot we got into and uh it's it's a spot i told you i've never got skunked here <laughs> <laughs> now you have you know it <laughs> when you know it that's when we got skunked so um yeah it was unfortunate you know the birds we we had birds working all day they just were wary you know that's mm -hmm. i mean it happens anywhere you know it happens kansas Michigan, 
California, wherever your your birds just over time. If if you have the same birds, they get stale, they get a little wary. That pressure gets to them, and um, these birds were definitely wary. And so uh, I was talking to Kevin afterwards. I'm like, man, we've never had them struggle that much to to finish them in there. And a lot of them were looking. So um, you know, maybe it was something in our setup. Maybe it was the number of people trying to hide in the cattails. Um, but it's one of those I wish I could have back. But, you know, you, you can say that a lot through the season. Um, but we did get skunked, so <laughs> that's on. But I, I still enjoyed that, that hunt. I mean, I know I've never hunted. This one, you're like, well, this is the least scenic of the places. And when you went in, there's houses all around this lake. But then you go back in this little bay. And when you're back in that little bay, it actually felt pretty protected in there. It's not like yep. you really didn't feel the houses. You could see some off in the distance. and. And I yeah. liked the experiences because it was something new and it was different. And I'm just knowing that there's yeah, like pike I, I in the slate. Good, I, I, I just, I just, I love the experience by new, uh, new area. You know, it's a different state I've never been in. Uh, the experience is just going out with you guys, and uh, uh, you know, I know that it was just a great. It was just a lot of fun. I just, you know, I know it's a I mean, they were there, uh, but just the adventure of outstanding. I actually had a great time. Yeah, yeah I, I felt the same way about it. And, and this was the day before really the cold front hit. Um, back in the Central Flyway, the cold front had hit like a day or so before. And so we also felt, I felt pretty confident because, you know, cold, what more cold weather was coming? It was coming right in front yeah. of us. So I felt pretty confident at that point. Yep. Yeah. We did have one duck that decoyed all the way in, and, uh, you know, <laughs> it didn't die. So I actually went back and looked at my shot cam footage, and, and Mikey did hit it. You, you're the one that dusted it because we're like, man, there's just feathers just flew off this duck. And I could see it where I actually hit it, but I hit it, like, really far back, and, like, just, like, a few feathers went. And then, like, you pillowcased. I don't understand how that duck made it out of there, but... Um, you definitely hit them, so I don't know what happened. But <laughs> yeah, so many feathers that there was like a huge clump of feathers on the water. Like there was feathers yeah, falling from the sky. It's like the one where you all laugh because it's like you just actually just like you just dropped this, you you stoned it. But that yeah. was like everything but that. It, yeah, just a rain of feathers, but no duck. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I can't believe that bird kept flying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then we hopped in the bus and got going. We kind of opted out to, to stick it around because it was just like we're going to get more of the same. The birds are looking at us, kind of looking at us hard, um, either flying high and, and just not really committing. So um, we jumped out of there and went north trying to find, trying to get more on the birds with the cold front, you know. Um, About two and a half hour drive, so, I believe, that um, is what yeah, we made. Yeah, it was, it was, I think it was just shy of three, you know, three hours um, of actual drive time. And so we got up to another public piece and I was excited to show you guys this one as well. It's just a really cool area, but it was, it was low on water. We couldn't get back to all of the marsh, uh, especially in the big boat. Maybe you could in, in a smaller boat. Um, but we couldn't in, in the 16 with, uh, all the decoys, three guys, a dog, the A-frame. So we set up on this little Island. Uh, oh, and when we went in there, we actually bumped up like a couple hundred ducks and um, quite a few geese too. Mm -hmm. So we felt like decently confident about it. Um, set up on this little island and like as we're setting up, we just have like 
flock after flock of geese come. So then we jump in the blind real quick, and here they come, and then they'd flare off, like, or maybe not flare off. They'd skirt around it. It's like they noticed it, but they didn't right. know what to think of it. So, but they were turning like they were going to do it, and then oh, and then yeah. I think they were too wary, and like each time they were actually bending into the wind, and you know we were very interested. Yeah, it was so it was so stinking close that they mm-hmm. that they were going to finish, and that we had like three big flocks come through, of like twenty plus, and we just jump back in the blind real quick. Here they come again. And then finally, we're like, all right, we got the the blind brush su- sufficiently ready to go. And then they were just done flying. So it's like super inconvenient, like middle of the afternoon, a weird timing for them just to be flying like that. And then we sat there till um, shooting light and it ended. And then uh, even after that, we took some videos. We uh, uh, picked up the decoys like we weren't getting out of there super fast and we didn't see an, a duck. I think we saw like two two ducks. None of them came back. Um, we didn't see any more geese, and so uh, we ended up just opting to because we thought about hunting that spot in the morning, but heading up north. And honestly, I'm pretty glad we did because the, I feel like of all the spots we went, like the other ones were cool to show you guys, um, but the the last one is probably uh, it's just a, a really unique, super cool place to go out. So. Um, that's where we ended yeah. up going. I, I thought it was a great experience in the morning too. When we left and it was uh, snowing, and uh, <laughs> as we we're heading out, and uh, what a that was a great experience. Just getting to see that it's dark, and so that was yeah, it was a lot of fun. Definitely, yeah. Day two or that that we we drove into a lot of cold, much colder weather, so we got the. Wood burning stove going that night, and uh, like Mike said, we woke up in the morning. It was actually snowing, and I haven't looked at it yet, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I got some awesome footage. So we had two boats because now Zach joined us, um, which is a friend of Jordan's and someone who's been following my channel for for years, like seven years, like one of my longest running. Um, He's probably following your channel before I had one. Right, right, and so and I've interacted with him a bunch online, so I was really happy to get to meet him, and uh, so we had two boats, but I'm. I'm pretty sure I got some really cool footage of those two boats in the dark in the morning with the snow. And, and so it was really a very cool setting that morning as we were boating down that channel to head out to, I don't know how much we can tell about where we were. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to hotspot it too much, but um, you know, I, it's like one of those things where you, if you know, you know, but um, <laughs> kind of thing. So yeah, we were, I mean, we were really far North huge swath of public land and for the most part you know there wasn't a lot of people there wasn't like it wasn't like crawling with people or no we saw that. one other group but yeah. <laughs> and we heard one other group shooting yeah and this was Over really really there. big water really big water we were on yeah i was impressed on how much water uh, area of the water and how big it was we definitely saw a lot of ducks flying in different parts of the lake so it was definitely birds for sure Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that second morning we had Jordan had been here before. So he had some Onyx pins and we were kind of trying to find some places in the dark, but it had lost a little water. So anyway, we ended up in a spot that looked pretty good. And the best passes we had were as we were setting up. Cause we weren't set up by shooting time. Cause we're trying to find a good place to set. It was like cattails and big water and stuff. And we had two, a single and a pair come right in and hover over the spinner as we were trying to set up, of course, but we had, 
you know, I mean, decent amount of mallards working. And it was the same basic type of thing where they just, uh, they were seeing us. They, I mean, we were in thick cattails and, and everything, but they were just, they weren't that interested. I mean, they were kind of circling, but not like they weren't, I would not say they were working. I'd say that they were kind of looking a little bit, but not, they weren't working us. I, I didn't feel like. Yeah. And I'm not 100% positive if they saw us or if it was, we had no motion. Like we're, we had strong wind, but it's like the cattails blocked it mm-hmm. and the wind started after the decoys. And it's like you talked about on your, uh, your little, your, your trip, your hunt challenge trip, mm-hmm. um, how you forgot the motion ducks felt like a rookie mistake. Yeah. And I, I, I did almost a step worse. I set the motion ducks and, uh, and I didn't have the what did I not have? I didn't have the uh, jerk rig. So <laughs> I didn't realize that. Is that what you went back to your boat for? Did you go back to your boat and then have that? I can't remember. Actually, maybe I didn't set it. I can't remember. You set it after you um, came back, but it, it wasn't set first because you went clear out to your boat to get it, which you kept blaming on me, which I was silly. And uh, you came back with it. I didn't realize you didn't have the jerk rig on it, the string. Oh, no, I did afterwards. You're right. You're right. So um, I don't know what I'm thinking. I guess I <laughs> we had too many hunts. I'm, I'm misremembering. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, either way, I didn't have the motion ducks out. So then I went back and got it and set it up. And meanwhile, Elliot's yelling at me to hurry up. Just I wouldn't say I was yelling. I'd say just I, was a, I was impatient. Jordan's out there tinkering with the motion ducks, and we got, we got uh, birds trying to land. We had well, that's a, we had a mallard drake that was we, coming in. I didn't you're like you. they would have landed if you weren't there. That one would have. He would have. I didn't, I didn't realize how much work uh, my experience is on how much is involved in what you guys put into this in the morning, like getting up super early and getting everything set up. I mean, I know I've I've done the same, but uh, not extreme. But on um, how getting everything set up and. Uh, there's a lot involved. Right. I, I learned a lot from you guys from just watching how you guys get everything set up. And uh, wow, it's uh, it's a lot involved. Yep, definitely. So long story short, actually, Mike did kill a duck that morning. He killed a ringneck. So, oh yeah, <laughs> that was our big yep. prize. So that, at that point, we had had three attempts, three attempts, morning, evening, and morning, and killed one ringneck. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I did. I got one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and through those three hunts, man, it just felt like after having it, it felt just so close. Every single hunt was so close, you know, from the first hunt to the geese working us to to that. It's like I, it was like inches away, like from being like solid, right? Right. Like if you right. just had a couple flocks finish. On all three of those hunts, you go from like, man, we just got skunked three times in a row to, man, we just shot like half our limits right. every hunt. It's yeah, really sure. good. So, I mean, and it was like, we're on the birds, but man, it just, it feels bad when you, when you uh, can't finish them. So I will say I was very, very surprised at the, at the, how few of birds that we did see, because the place we're at is kind of a historic waterfowl area. And we had this really good cold front push through and i was really staggered at how few of ducks that we did we saw enough that we could have had nice hunts but for that area i mean this massive area with i mean virtually 
no one hunting it. The only group that we really saw came up about 45 minutes after shooting time, buzzed right in, in the in right into our area with their surface drive and set up 150 yards away from us. Oh, and this yeah. place, this place is miles of places to set up. And they went boom, straight in and just set yeah. in that. Yeah. I consider that they set up on top of us as big as that area. It is. They set up on top of us as far as yeah. I'm concerned. I think, I think it was a little bit further, 150, probably like 200. It may have been, but when you have yeah. miles, it's like 200 you're might right. as well be. And you're, yeah. you're not exaggerating. Miles and miles, like mm-hmm. tons, just almost infinite, infinite places to set up. Yeah. And they just already had their mind set up. They buzzed over and sat, like we yelled at them. Mm-hmm. And they just were yeah. like, they're like, no, we're just like, they didn't even say anything. They just set up. It's like, why? Like, <laughs> why are we going to fight over birds when you go anywhere else in the marsh? And we were here before shooting light, and you come here an hour after. It's like, yeah. I don't know. That was ridiculous. It was really ridiculous. Right, it was. I told ridiculous. Jordan, so, well, we can, I can go over there. We can talk to these guys. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike is pretty big. In fact, that, that was at one point where um, after the hunt, Jordan looked over at Mike, and Mike's got like this long, I don't know, longer hair. It's kind of blonde. And he was standing there, and he's pretty big. And, and Jordan's like, uh, has anyone ever called you Hulk Hogan before? <laughs> <laughs> Mike's like yes. Mike's like yes, yes. I mentioned it. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I think I, I said it to you first, Elliot. I think I said I'm getting some Hulk Hogan vibes. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why the ducks weren't coming in. They probably saw me in the cactus. <laughs> How tall are you, Mike? I'm actually well. When I was younger, I was six four, but I'm yeah. actually six two. Yeah, I would say I say six three ish, but yeah. So yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Have you ever ever call you the Hulk? I said, yeah, lots of times. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I I, I get irritated too with people like that. I think it's disrespectful in a big area like that, and they come in right next to you. I mm-hmm. I have a hard time. I'm a nice guy, but I can get really irate uh, when people are like that. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely didn't do anybody favors in that in that cove. So it didn't do them favors. It didn't do us favors. So, um, the bird, birds were coming in pretty good. Uh, in that area. Really there was a decent number of mallards in the sky. I mean, we would see groups every, you know, 20, 30 minutes. There'd be a group kind of flying around a little bit. And we just couldn't, they, they just never were really serious about, about coming in. I mean, we had one duck that came right over Elliot, but I couldn't shoot. Cause it was like right over the top of them. Right. Like, oh no, I can't take that shot. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like I said, just it was just like a hair off for whatever reason. And uh that's just how it goes. And again, I told you like all through these spots it's like I've never been skunked at any of them, you know, and it's like not like I hunt them all the time, but it's like uh you know, I got a decent sample size going of never being skunked. So yeah. um, you know, and I guess Mike saved us in the morning with the ring neck. Um, but then we went back to camp, and it was, it, it was really enjoyable just to be at our campsite because we mm-hmm. had the the bus. Like I said, we had the water access, um, so we could just roll up and 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 chill. And um, yeah, it was just uh, is definitely a great place to have camp. Um, oh, and then <laughs> in town, we uh, we'd go to this little diner. I love like little hole in the wall, like family run local restaurants where it's like everybody knows everybody in there and you, you go and sit down. It's like, it's like, uh, man, it's like going back in time Yeah. to like 
Mm-hmm. Like what America probably was like. It was like a church like social 70s. in there. It's like everyone talking to everyone. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah I just even get, getting the firewood from that guy. It was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell that story, Jordan. <laughs> tell that story. Yeah, so we, we, needed, we decided we we're going to make a fire out there because it's cold. And it's just, I mean, when you're camping, it's just fun to have a fire, right? Um, you know, we have the wood burner and that keeps the bus warm. But if you want to be outside, um, it's just so nice to have a fire, especially when it's like, what we're in the twenties and got 15 mile per hour winds. It's like, it's nice to have a, a big roaring fire. So we, we try to go find some wood and we drive around town and there's nothing like, usually it feels like gas stations have it, but I think it's almost because up North, a ton of people just chop wood. And then have like wood burners or, or something to to keep them going in the winter, because they're you know way up north, and uh, I guess that's just what people do. I don't know, because we saw it in like multiple, a bunch of people's houses just had tons of wood stacked ready to go. But anyways, we drove through. I mean, this is a small town. It's super rural. Um, gas station doesn't have it. None of the buildings have it. We go so we go to like a, a hardware store. And I walk in, and I'm I'm like, I'm looking to buy some firewood. <laughs> and this lady looked at me like I was speaking Spanish. She looked at you like you were a moron. <laughs> and she looks really annoyed, too. <laughs> She's like, fire, firewood? I got fire starters. I'm like, well, that's not going to cut it. <laughs> I, need to, I need firewood. And the whole time, she's just like looking at me like, I don't even know. I don't think I could scrunch my face up as much as she did. But. She was not very pleasant. <laughs> yeah. So then she's finally someone else yells to her saying that I can where I can get it. And they're like, Oh, you can get it at Pops. She's like, Oh yeah, go to you can get it at Pops. I'm like, Okay. And she could just tell that I didn't know I'm like, I don't know who Pops is. Apparently everybody in town knows who Pops is, but <laughs> but I don't know. I'm like, is it actually like her dad? Like <laughs> So she tells yeah. us in local terms, like which road and what you know, it's like a quarter mile past whatever and, and so we had that direction, still had no idea which house it was. Like I said, we started driving, and every single house had, like, loads of firewood. Like, one guy had, like, <laughs> wagons full of it. Like, And so we're like, well, this must be pop. Like, <laughs> And so I knock on the door, and uh, I lead it off by, are you pop? <laughs> and now I, have, now I have the second local in the town looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> He's like, no. What you, would you say, Mike? Uh, at least we had you to go out and ask for firewood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to not be comfortable knocking on doors, but I'll tell you, the one thing about hunting: when you knock on like a hundred doors, a hundred doors a year, <laughs> trying to get permission, uh, you just don't feel that. You just kind of feel natural about it. So I'm knocking on doors instead of trying to get permission. I'm trying to get firewood. So I literally tried to buy some off of him. Like, are you pop? He's like, no. I'm like, you sell firewood? No. I'm like, do you want to sell some firewood? <laughs> and he said, no. I'm like, dang, you have like a, he had like wagons full of it in his front yard, so they must they must go through a lot to not want to, you know, easy trade wood for money. But um, so he actually pointed us in the right direction uh, where it was at. It was like a few houses down and on the other side. So we went over there and stacked the truck, the back end of the truck, with some firewood and. Rolled back to camp. Pops so, was really nice too. He was the nicest yeah, guy was. in town. 
<laughs> he was. When she said it was at Pops, I thought Pops was like a little business or something, is what I thought. I didn't realize it was literally just some guy that everyone knew. <laughs> <laughs> it's just someone's house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he only charged $5 for a quarter of a truckload of wood. I thought it was a good yeah, deal. Pops does not drive a hard bargain. <laughs> <laughs> Stood there for a while thinking about it, though. Five bucks for 3,000 pieces of wood. <laughs> oh, yeah. So then we uh, we headed back to camp. And um, and I'm trying to think how, how it all played out. But you guys decided to stick around camp. Mm-hmm. And me and Zach decided to go out. And, you know, I, I think we talked about it beforehand, Elliot. And you're like, you always like to have some amount of downtime on these trips. Yeah. And I'm the same way. Like if we were shot birds on any of the previous hunts, I think I would have uh, been like in the same boat where I would have been ready to chillax. Actually, I was ready to chillax, but um, I just felt like uh, I had unfinished business. See, for me, for me, that time, Mike, where you and I just hung out, had a couple beers, you made the fire, and we just talked. That was like maybe the most enjoyable part of the trip for me. I mean, ha- having that time of just being around a fire for, you know, three, four hours and just relaxing. That's just a huge part of the trip for me. And so I was so glad that you wanted to stick back and not go out that evening. Yeah, I had, to, I had to agree. That was an awesome time to get to talk to Elliot and talk about everything. And our, uh, it, uh, it was just a nice time to relax. I felt kind of bad because of my leg, you know, because I, I am a hardcore duck hunter too. And I just, it's like, oh, my leg was, bothered me a little bit but you know what it was a great experience just talking to elliot just sitting by the fire it was it was relaxing i have to say that was probably one of the great times too on the trip just uh just hanging out by along the river there but because that was a beautiful area where we yes. were camping, mm-hmm. oh yeah it's a it's just and, uh, go ahead mike and, I mean. then just, and then just you know and i knew you guys were out duck hunting and i knew you were going to be because it's cold. I thought, you know what? I got to get these guys the fire going. I, thought, I, I love doing fire. That's something I've always done even here in Oregon. Thought, yeah, you know what? I, I'll get that going. But, yeah, it was a great time. And that was a raging fire, too. It was it was a raging fire. It was fantastic. Yeah. And, and I'm, just... glad we had a, I'm glad we had a bunch of dry wood behind the bus because... Uh, I know how to sniff out dry wood, even if it's snowing. <laughs> oh, God, there's a bunch of wood behind the bus here. I'm going to drag this out of there. At least I got it going really good. Oh, yeah. And just to kind of set the, the scene, too, um, you know, Mike was talking about, it's just uh, it's a beautiful area. And, and you know, that's something that uh, I've always loved about going north. It's just uh, a different environment. It's like different forest. Yeah. It's just a different feel. I don't know exactly how to describe it or explain it or convey like how it feels and how it looks. Um, but like the only way to explain it is it's northern, right? Yeah. And if you've ever been like in the north, in the Northlands, um, I don't know, man. It's just something that's there's a feel about it that's so foreign it's like from pristine Kansas. Pristine and yeah. pure. Yes. It's real pure. Right? Yeah. The snow flying in the morning with the lights shining out in front of him, it's dark and seeing the snow coming down and a new terrain I've never been in. It's a great 
great feeling. It was just something I've never experienced. It was pretty, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. And this area too is so remote. Like we didn't have like cell phone service, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, it was, it was really windy for most of the time we're out there, but anytime the wind stopped out there, uh, one thing that just stood out is like when it, when the wind stopped, there was no sound. It was just like, it's the quietest it ever can be because yeah. there's zero noise pollution from airplanes, from vehicles, from tires going over things, from lawn mowers, from anything. It's just 100% like silence. It's almost like it's almost like a shock when you sit there and listen to nothing. <laughs> I don't well, know that time of year, there's like no frogs, no bugs buzzing around. So even like that element can be really loud too. So you're right. I, I don't remember. Think it's real spiritual. I just Absolutely. think it's really bringing you down to ground. You know, it just resetting everything and uh, just makes you have a whole different aspect about life and how things are beautiful out there and because uh, we're just so wrapped up with you know life and everything in general and so to get away from all of that is it's, it's, it's awesome yeah yeah and when i was younger man i never thought i would enjoy like camp when it's cold you know because i was camped i camped with my dad a lot we'd camp every summer but you always do it in the summer, you know, when it's warm and it's, uh, it's totally different, you know, in the cold, but I actually enjoy, I've really like grown to enjoy like winter, winter camping, you know, yeah. um, if you know how to dress and bundle, just, you learn that from duck hunting, right? It's a lot easier to stay warm at camp than it is out in the marsh. So, um, I don't know, man, I just enjoy that. So that, that day was probably my favorite time of the whole trip, you know, from, uh, you know, just that, that whole day. And then you guys were back at camp you know, making the fire and, and take care of business that way. And then me and Zach headed out for uh, an evening hunt. So we've, I've already told you guys the story, so I'll have to tell the audience here now a little bit. But we headed out um, into the marsh, and, like, we had no idea where we were going to set up. Uh, we'd see birds buzzing over here, and we'd go try to set up, and, like, there'd be no bottom or it wouldn't be a good hide. So we'd go somewhere else and, like, well, maybe we should set over here up on the divers, and then, oh, we see a flock of mallards and, um, so it was like, we're starting to see quite a bit more bird movement, which was a good thing. Um, and so kind of just luck of the draw, we ended up deciding to set up in this certain part of the marsh for mallards. And we sat up there and me and Zach were just waiting, waiting on, uh, the birds coming like right away. We had one mallard come and, and she circled us and it looked like she was just going to dump in. Instead, she dumped into the cattails like a hundred yards away. And we're like, oh shoot, man. I thought that was I thought that was gonna be perfect. Like we were both like ready in like pouncing position to to shoulder our guns and shoot the bird and, and she just dumped into the cattails. Looked like she was gonna finish for us, but um down in there I'm like, all right, if that happens once more we're making we're making the move. And uh sure enough, happened again. Another one without thinking twice um went in there. So we actually trucked into the cattails um, more or less, we got lost. Like I said, no cell phone service. The um, satellite service wasn't working right. Uh, we got all turned around, and we ended up walking like 200 yards and found a different opening. And by then, we just said, okay, we're just going to set up. So we set up there. I think we had like seven decoys. Uh, we had the the motion ducks, and I think it was like three three floaters. So, Elliot, we didn't have the spinner. How do you feel about that? I feel fine. I've, uh, you can't. 
I've, I've hunted for years without spinners. So <laughs> I am emotionally attached to spinners, but I have decoyed plenty of ducks without them. It's just been a while. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I mean, you're, uh, you're starting to run this narrative that I don't think you can kill ducks without a spinner. So we uh, need to get that stopped before okay, you jump saying. on it and it's, don't and say I'm it just saying second. that your spinners, your, the spinners, your crutch. Yeah, I think your spinner is better than not a spinner. I absolutely do think that. So you think crutches are better than no crutches? <laughs> if you're hurt, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you heard it first. Elliot's hurting for um... <laughs> Right now, I'm hurting for a good mallard hunt. I, I tell you, this whole time on this trip, in the Central Flyway, we had the, the most epic cold front ever of my life in mid-November. And during this whole time, I'm getting picture after picture after picture from my buddies with straps that you would die for. And I'm I'm way up north shooting nothing. <laughs> I am hungry for a good hunt. Yeah, I did feel a little guilty. But, but like I said, I don't regret this trip one bit. This I will remember this trip for many yeah, years to come and no regrets. No regrets. Yeah. So... Uh, anyways, um, with, so we're set up there, uh, no mojo, just, uh, the motion ducks and, and three floaters. And, um, sure enough, we have a pair come in and we both crack one of them, me and Zach. And then we have a solo come in shortly after that. And, you know, I missed my first shot, hit it on the second. Um, and then we have like a group of 20 come overhead and I give them the call. They turn around circles once and once and then and they dump right in so um yeah i ended up shooting my limit and uh zach shot some good birds too so it was just like we we did that (laughs) all that work walking in there the three days of uh of struggling and that just felt amazing oh you saw the video too now it's just like right as perfect of of decoys and and birds working in as you could ask for. Yeah, this video is out on Jordan's channel. It's definitely worth worth watching. Um, you know, we we use a lot of times these GoPros that sit on your head, which a lot of times the birds look really really small. So if you see really big mallards on a, a, a GoPro that's on someone's head, you know they're in as close as birds can possibly be in. Yeah, yeah, we're talking like sub ten yards. Right. That's wow, it. that's awesome. Yeah. So. It was just, uh, you know, I'm leaving, honestly, I'm leaving, like, a lot of details out. Like, Zach um, hid my boat in, like, the worst spot possible. <laughs> and, like, we had to walk, like I said, 200 yards through cattails. And, like, we almost got lost on the way back. And finally, we ran into our wow. own trail. And we're able to make it back. <laughs> At one point, we thought we weren't even following the right trail because Zach kept falling through the bog. He fell through, like, face planted, like, two or three times. I'm like, all right, you want me to go first? He was like hurting. And so we get back to the decoy spread finally. And uh, then like I I go to get the boat and it was like 300 yards away. So it was like unbelievable exertion that I had through that and then walking through the marsh and the mud to the boat. And then he buried the boat like he ramped it like full speed into the cattails, which you like you can't like a big boat like this. It's like you can't move it. I couldn't move it. Mm-hmm. So I was trying as hard as I could, pushing as hard as I could, like digging the back end out. And I thought I wasn't going to get it. And like I had not have any way to call him. I'd have to walk back and uh, <laughs> and get him and then walk back again. So um, eventually we got it out. So we made it back to camp. Um, fire was roaring. 
We had a great time. We smoked up the mallards. Had a good taste test. Fed Elliot. <laughs> that was weird. No, you did a great job on cooking those ducks. You know, they taste amazing. I, I thought that was great. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Elliot, you want to take it from here? Yeah, so, um, you know, the night ended really, really well. Have you guys having those ducks and us able to cook them up? It's kind of just lifted, it lifted my spirits, um, as far as the hunting side of it, even if it wasn't Mike and I weren't on it, just you guys coming back with those in such a good mood and then having that great meal. It was, it was, it was awesome. So, um, that left us with one morning left and we decided, um, we're, we felt like we were having problems with the hide with hunting for people. So we decided to split up the next morning. Jordan and Mike were going to go off in his boat and I was going to go with Zach and Zach is actually does a lot of diver hunting living in this area and living in that area. And so, you know, I was really excited because Zach said, well, we could go on a diver hunt and he's got long lines. He's got two sets of really long lines and some mallard decoys. And I've never been on a hunt like that. I've shot some mallard, some divers, but I've never been on a diver hunt. And we were going to be hunting out of Zach's boat and on this huge body of water. I was really excited about the whole opportunity to hang out with Zach and, and get to hunt like that. And so um, Zach and I took off in the morning and we got all set up and everything. And, and um, there wasn't a lot of action, but we did end up shooting, I think, six. Um, I shot my first Buffy Drakes ever. I'd only shot one Buffy in my life and it was a hen. And I ended up, I think, with three just gorgeous Buffy Drakes. Um, we did kill another couple of hooded mergansers, um, which kind of a cool bird. I don't typically shoot them. I'll shoot a couple a year. But um, it wasn't great action, but it was just, you know, an experience I'd never been on. We killed six, got to hang out with Zach and just try something completely different on massive open water, beautiful sunrise. And so for me, that was a really nice end to the trip, um, getting on some birds. I think I ended up with, cause we split one. I think I ended up with four for my records that day, three buffies and, and a hooded bird answer. So that was really enjoyable. Um, I know Jordan and, and Mike, um, went off and, and hunted a little pond and, and you had some, something happen with your gun, didn't you, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jordan and I went hunted that pond and, and, uh, uh, we've been there for a little while and Jordan picked up some decoys and uh, so he decided to go check out some different area and, and uh, all of a sudden these three ducks come down low and fly right in the decoys and oh man here, here's my opportunity <laughs> and then I, I tried to put it on fire with a shotgun from safety to fire and I couldn't get the button to work and it's like oh my gosh you gotta be kidding me and then these ducks are looking at me, and I'm looking at my shotgun, working my shotgun, trying to, you know, I'm thinking, God, George's wondering why I'm not shooting. <laughs> anyway, this went on, and they kept looking at me, and they're right in front of me. And I, I just couldn't get the shotgun was froze up, I think, the night before. And uh, so they flew off, and here I am, I still working with the gun. I finally got it freed up, and Jordan comes over and says, What's the deal? I was expecting that boom, boom, boom. I said, well, I thought so too, but I couldn't get the gun. It froze up here. <laughs> yeah. And I think what happened is the, the day before, um, Chief jumped in the boat all wet, and I think he splashed on that gun, and, and it just iced up that safety. So 
that's just the cold yep. kind of conditions we were in and something that kind of happens from time to time. Just unfortunate that at that time you were the only person in the blind. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And it's like, Oh my gosh, here's my opportunity. It's like, Oh, you are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of how the trip went. Right. <clears throat> oh yeah. Definitely. That's uh that's right. duck hunting for you from time to time. But right. But honestly, man, we were, me and Elliot even said it, you know, off air to each other. We're, we're not just saying that, like, because you're here or saying it on air or whatever, but we both really enjoyed having you along. You're, you're a great uh, companion for the trip, and you're just uh, happy-go-lucky, great person to be around, great attitude, uh, definitely not a kill-dependent hunter. Um, and so, man, we're just uh, super excited that you are able to come on, on this trip with us. Oh yeah, you know what? I'm just very, I'm just very happy all the way around. I experienced a great time, and you guys are awesome people. Uh, I just felt like I've known you forever, and it just you made me feel so uh, comfortable. And you know, I just the adventure of everything and meeting y'all. I, I had actually, I had an absolute perfect time. So yeah, it was very fun. Awesome, perfect guy for I this type type of trip. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've already been talking to all my family and everybody over here. It's just so exciting, and because uh, they're all asking me, and so yeah, I had a really, really great time. I really thank you. I think you went up and beyond uh, on, on everything, Jordan and, and Elliot. And I actually had an excellent experience, so I had a great time. That's great to hear. Awesome. Yeah, we're definitely. Definitely glad to hear that, and, and likewise to you as well. So, all righty. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap it up. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting, and Mike from Oregon. And we'll see you guys on the next one. All right. Well, thank you very much.